Engem a zsekelenem, engelenem a szakala, engem a rakat a szeki alaba, babregedem a sokaja, engem a szatalenebrina, engem a ragadem a zeke, engem a zsakalanabra, engelenem a szatjanamaha. Praise you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we come before your precious holy written word, humbly and respectfully tonight. Thank you that the mighty Holy Spirit lives on our inside to guide us into all of the truth. Thank you for revelation knowledge that is gifted everybody under the sound of my voice tonight. I decree that bodies and yokes are destroyed. Whatever is not planted by God is rooted out. And I declare that your people are built up, equipped, edified, and Jesus is glorified. So we rejoice that by the end of this service, we'll all be the better for it. We give you praise and glory for answered prayer in Jesus' precious name. And every believer says a powerful amen. amen. Lift your right hands to heaven. Let's release our faith together. As we say these words, I am born of God. I am born of the world. The word of God is my nature. I do not struggle to do the word. I do the word naturally. Therefore today, I will understand the word of his grace. I will be built up. By the end of this service, I will never be the same. Never ever be the same again. In Jesus' name. And every believer says a powerful amen. amen. We want to welcome everybody connected to this service by way of Kingdom Life Network, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. All of you in the social media community, our brothers and sisters online. We want to welcome every one of you around the world to this service. The Aquaibom State community, we want to welcome every one of you to the service tonight. Whether you're listening by way of Comfort FM, XLFM, Radio Aquaibom, You Know You FM, Heritage FM, Inspiration FM, we want to welcome every one of you to the service today. Hey guys, get ready, it's going to be an adventure in the world of His grace. Especially if you're hungry to be used of God, if you're hungry to manifest the glory of God in your generation. This is a service you don't want to miss at all. Call a friend, call a family member, call somebody in your neighborhood, ask them to tune to this radio station right now. Life is flowing through the airways. Our social media community, I want to thank all of you friends and brothers online that have always made sure that our vision of reintroducing Jesus to this generation blankets the blue marble planet. Do me the same favor again today. Share the video on your page. Share with all the groups on your page. Join as many groups as possible. And of course, tag some people. Put them on monogram, telegram. Put them on WhatsApp group. Let's get the word to the ends of the earth. All our house centers in Aquaibom here, we're glad that all of you are gathered to, to, you know, to be part of the service tonight. We love you and we're glad you're here and you're, you're part of the service. All of our campuses all over the world. What a joy to always know that, you know, through technology, we can fellowship together real time, in, irrespective of where you are around the world. We want to welcome every one of you to the service. Get ready, guys. It's going to be an adventure in the study of God's word in this season of Ted 5, training, evangelism, and discipleship. Grab a notebook, your Bible, and your pen as you sit down with your sweet, smart self. Let's get into the word tonight. <clears throat> We've been examining the disciple and the local church. The disciple and the local church. The book of Matthew chapter 28 verse number 18. Matthew chapter 28 verse number 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them saying, All power 
is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Next verse. Go ye therefore. That's not an advice. That's a command. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Next verse. Teaching them. That's a word to underline. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. We've been examining different kinds of believers and examples we should have where commitment is concerned to the local church. We have looked at a number of things and have established examples and models in the local church to copy and models never to copy. We took time to look at names that were called by brother Paul. Names in the churches that were good models and examples. Servants of the church. We also had names of people that brother Paul mentioned and said these people are not to be emulated. They are not worthy of being copied because they are not good examples. For example, look at that Colossians chapter 4 verse number 8. Colossians chapter 4 verse number 8. In fact, start from verse 7. Colossians 4 7. <clears throat> All my state shall Tychicus declare unto you, who is a beloved brother and a faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord. I mean, what, what a commendation. Whom I have sent unto you for the same purpose that he might know your estate and comfort your hearts. Look at another person we are to emulate here. Verse 9. <clears throat> With Onesimus, a faithful and beloved brother, who is one of you, they shall make known unto you all things which are done here which is one of you that is he's among you he is noted he is recognized as a faithful and beloved brother next verse verse 10 <clears throat> aristarchus my fellow prisoner saluted you and marcus sister son to barnabas touching whom you received commandments if he come unto you receive him next verse <clears throat> and jesus which is called justice who are of the circumcision this only are my fellow workers unto the kingdom of god which have been a comfort unto me look at their names clearly written next verse epaphras who is one of you a servant of christ saluted you always laboring fervently for you in prayers not sometimes always laboring fervently for you in prayers that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of god these are models that should be emulated in the local church people that are faithful people that are reliable people that are dependable people that are always in the place of service in the place of ministry people that have given up their selves to be a blessing to the body of christ now putting men into leadership is one of the most delicate tasks for any church or ministry 
putting men into leadership john maxwell a well-known author on leadership he's an acclaimed author he says something that i agree with everything rises or falls on leadership everything rises or falls on leadership and brother paul gives timothy parameters in first timothy chapter 3 the parameters are all over that chapter of first timothy in second timothy chapter 2 verse 2 put it up for me second timothy chapter 2 verse number 2 please pay attention and the things that thou was heard of me among many witnesses the same the same the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also the same you don't have to improve on what we are teaching you don't have to make it sound different once you start trying to sound different from us you're not a faithful person once you start trying to sound like you are unique like you are not part of us like what you are saying you didn't learn it from us you are not a faithful person a faithful man has one responsibility to take the same thing that he is taught and teach it to others even if he has to read it verbatim even if he has to repeat what we said verbatim the important thing is that he is transferring the same thing he has received unto others now observe he says faithful man and one of the criterias of a faithful man is that he will teach the same thing he has been taught in the book of first timothy chapter 1 verse 3 just pay attention brother paul talking to these people in, in in ephesus as i besought thee to abide still at ephesus when i went into macedonia that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine charge some that they teach no other doctrine that is that you teach no different doctrine the old testament gives us narratives of these in details narratives of this because we are to learn from them look at romans chapter 15 verse 4 what brother paul will say about the old testament people for whatsoever things were written aforetime they were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope it was written for our learning all right the rebellion in the exodus of israel was fueled by bad leadership at its juncture when israel were on their way of exodus to the promised land there were a lot of rebellions on the way and the rebellions that they exhibited towards moses the leadership was fueled by bad leadership even aaron was not spared if you observe even aaron was not spared because we want to learn from them mm -mm. look at exodus chapter 23 verse 1 exodus chapter 23 verse number one thou shalt not raise a false report put not thine hand with the wicked to be an unrighteous witness to be an unrighteous witness now when the people saw 
that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain. They gathered around Aaron. They said to him, we don't know what has happened to this Moses who led us out of Egypt. Make gods who will lead us. Exodus 23 verse number 1. Put it up again for me. Exodus 23 verse 1. Thou shalt not raise a false report. Put not thine hand with the wicked to be an unrighteous witness. So the children of Israel came together and said, We don't know what has happened to Moses. We don't know what has happened to him. Moses is the senior pastor. So they came to the associate pastor or the assistant pastor who was working under Moses and said to the assistant pastor, We don't know what has happened to Moses. Since he left, you have not heard anything from him. But after all, anointing is anointing. Anointing is anointing. Since we can't hear from Moses, you too, are you not anointed? You too, are you not called by God? You too, don't you have Holy Spirit? You too, are you not a man of God? You too, don't you hear from God? Let's forget Moses. Let us and you start a whole new thing. Because for how long shall we be waiting for Moses? For how long shall we be waiting for Moses? Now, they wanted the assistant pastor to lead them. That's hideous. Truth is, they wanted to use him. When folks start to gather around the man who is not in charge, an insurrection is in the offing. When people start to gather around either a leader, a, a, a head of department, or they begin to gather around an associate minister and begin to, you know, when they come around and they begin to fan you and begin to stimulate your ego, and begin to tell you things. You too, you are a man of God. An insurrection, a rebellion is being cooked. And you must never, as an either an assistant pastor, a branch pastor, a campus leader, you must never allow people use you to, to carry out a satanic agenda. Because that is a satanic agenda. Because observe, it led them into idolatry. It led them into idolatry. They even gave God's glory to, to the man, to, to the man made idol. You remember after they made the idol, after they built the golden calf, because they say, we don't know what has befallen Moses. So Aaron, you are our pastor right now. As far as we're concerned, we don't know Moses anymore. We only know Aaron. Aaron, you are the man of God. You are the only voice that we hear from God. After all, where has Moses been all this time? Yet God is still doing what he's doing among us. Let's forget Moses. Aaron, make us a God that we may worship. Aaron, we remember what used to happen in Egypt. We don't have to go to Egypt. But it were better to even go back to Egypt. After all, there are cucumbers and onions in Egypt that we have missed all this while. Just because Moses is trying to prove a point. Aaron, let's forget all this leadership of Moses. Promised land, promised land, promised land, promised land. We can't say any promised land. Aaron, you are now a man of God. Anything you say we will do, take us back to Egypt. Aaron says, it's not a big deal to go back to Egypt. After all, you people have appointed me now your leader. And I know the way, and I know what to do. But Egypt is even too far. 
instead of going back to Egypt, let me bring Egypt to us here. We can create an Egypt among us. That is the dilemma when you try to follow a leader that God has not appointed over a congregation. It ends up in idolatry. It ends up in idolatry because now you begin to follow a satanic agenda without knowing that, that what, that's what you're doing. Then Moses returned and the first thing Moses did was to destroy the idols. Because that's what leadership does. Leadership does not allow for idol worship. Leadership makes sure that the people follow the instructions of God. Of course, that's the first thing any leader should do. No matter whose ox is God, the first thing to do is to make sure that any form of idolatry is not permitted in the work of God. Now, please observe. In, in Exodus, where, we, where, where the story is, Moses asked Aaron in verse 21, What did these people do to you that you encouraged them to commit such a serious sin? Aaron was a weak leader a weak leader very weak he listened to and heeded to the people instead of his leader and you know i always tell associates in any ministry not to make aaron's error aaron's error his work was cut out and his work was clear in exodus chapter 4 verse 16 exodus put it up for me chapter 4 verse number 16 and he shall be thy spokesman unto the people. And he shall be, even he shall be to thee instead of a mouth. And thou shalt be to him instead of God. So Aaron's assignment was well defined. And Moses' responsibility was very clear. Aaron could not stick to his terms of preference. That's the role of the associate pastor. You are to speak for the pastor. You are to speak for the pastor. All associates, all campus coordinators, all branch pastors. You are to speak for the general overseer. That's your role. Moses is and was the pastor. In Exodus chapter 7 verse 1, put it up for me. Exodus chapter 7 verse number 1. And the Lord said unto Moses, see... I have made thee a god to Pharaoh, and Aaron thy brother shall be thy prophet. Aaron thy brother shall be thy prophet. Another emphasis. Don't make the error of erring an opinion in this office. As an associate, you don't have an opinion. You don't have an opinion. Your responsibility is to echo what the leader says it's one voice you are to echo what the leader says not to be airing your opinions once a leader an associate in a ministry begins to have an opinion he is bringing the problem of the church at Corinth, a church of diverse influences but aaron did aaron aired out his opinion aaron aired out his own voice <clears throat> In Exodus chapter 32 verse 22, Aaron answered. Exodus 32 22. <clears throat> and Aaron said, let not the anger of my Lord wax hot. Thou knowest the people. Thou knowest the people that they are set on mischief. 
So Aaron knew that it was mischief. Yet because he was weak. He could not resist the mischief. He became a tool to be used by the people. To carry out a mischief against Moses. And against God's plan for the children of Israel. Now. He says don't be angry. You know as well as I do that they are determined to do evil. In verse 23 of Exodus 32. Exodus 32, 23. We are learning from these people. For they said unto me, make us gods, which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we wot not what is become of him. We don't know what has become of Moses. We are not interested. We don't want to wait for Moses anymore. Now, that is Aaron in operation. Now, Aaron, being an associate pastor, repeated that same mistake again in Numbers chapter 12, verse 11. When Moses married a Cushite and Miriam and Aaron criticized him for it, he went and married an Ethiopian woman. Miriam and Aaron came out again. That same threat of an independent spirit of erring and opinion. He came again and opposed Moses. Look at Numbers chapter 12 verse 1 to 3. Look at it. <clears throat> and Aaron said, Amiran and Aaron spake unto Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. Next verse. And they said, had the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Had he not spoken also by us? And the Lord heard it. Next verse. Now the man Moses was very meek. Above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. So Miriam and Aaron began to speak against Moses. It's clear from the construction that yet again Aaron followed Miriam. It was Miriam that set up that opposition. Aaron being a weak leader followed. Because he's always used to doing what the people want. And not what the leadership wants. Aaron is a man's pleaser. Aaron does not have loyalty and does not know where his loyalty is. As an associate, your loyalty should be with the set man. Your loyalty should be with the senior pastor. You don't have any loyalty whatsoever to the people. You are loyal to the man who appointed you that responsibility over the people. So you are supposed to echo his voice and ensure that the agenda of the ministry is carried out. And you are supposed to make sure everybody in the congregation falls in line. So that there is one voice, one mind, one thought in that house. But Aaron wouldn't do that. Aaron was an independent spirit. He was weak. He was very weak a leader. He could not take a stand. If When he's with Moses, he does what Moses wants. When he's with Miriam, he does what Miriam wants. When he's with the children of Israel, he does what the children of Israel want. You know, and um, from after that discourse, that opposition that they gave to Moses, we won't hear much about Aaron anymore. From after that confrontation that they gave to Moses, we won't hear much about Aaron anymore. Know your place in ministry and stay there. Know your place in ministry and stay there. As an associate, know that instructions come from the senior pastor. You must know that. 
Bible says, know them that have the rule over you and obey them. Know them, recognize where authority is and where instructions ought to come from and obey them. Of course, in today's terms, we call such people senior pastor, general overseer or a lead pastor. In 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 5. 1 Peter chapter 5 verse number 5. <clears throat> Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Not elders. Elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another. And be clothed with humility. For God resisted the proud. And giveth grace to the humble and give it grace to the humble brother peter wrote this for such associates don't be an Aaron. now we have another another encounter or another counter narrative in joshua joshua followed moses's instructions even after moses was gone even after moses was dead and gone Joshua stayed with the instructions of Moses. Look at Joshua chapter 1 verse 13. Because now in Joshua 1 13, Moses was already gone. Remember, Joshua is speaking to Israel. Remember the word which Moses the servant of the Lord commanded you saying. The Lord your God had given you rest and had given you this land he said this over the years many times if you read the book of joshua every time joshua talks to israel remember what god told moses remember what moses told us remember what moses commanded us moses is dead moses is gone but the entire ministry of joshua was dedicated to making israel follow the instructions that moses gave as if Joshua was not even existing. As if Joshua was not even existing at all. And that is why Joshua was such a successful leader. Look at Joshua chapter 22 verse 2. This is towards the end of Joshua's life. Joshua 22 verse 2. And said unto them, You have kept all that Moses the servant of the Lord commanded you. And have obeyed my voice in all that I commanded you. So even at the end of his life in chapter 22 of Joshua, he is still telling them what Moses told you is what you have kept. Be a Joshua. Don't be an Aaron. Be a Joshua. The kind of person that will always say, my pastor said, my pastor said, when he's preaching, he quotes, my pastor said this. When he's given an instruction, this is what pastor wants us to do. And that is what we shall do. And after a while, some people may say to you, ah, don't you, don't you want to say anything? Everything is my pastor, my pastor. Yes, because I am appointed to serve under. And under, I must serve. Because that is the way the system works. Be my pastor fellow. My pastor said. 
One who makes his accountability very obvious. One that is not ashamed to make people know, I am accountable to my pastor, I'm loyal to my pastor. You're not ashamed of it. That's what leadership is. And that's what makes for effective leadership in the body of Christ. Don't be a crowd pleaser. Don't be an impressionable leader. Don't be an Aaron. Look at Joshua. Firm. A firm follower. A leader. A leader. Very firm. Now please listen carefully everybody. In choosing leadership, even Jesus took time to pray. Before choosing and after choosing. Jesus took time to pray before choosing leaders and after. Look at Luke chapter 6 verse 12. Luke chapter 6 verse number 12. And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray. And continued all night in prayer to God. Next verse. And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples. And of them he chose twelve. Whom also he named apostles. It's delicate. In choosing associates, it's delicate. If you remember we said, we don't choose a leader just by prayer. There is a criteria that we look out for in appointing people to leadership. There is a criteria. When they were appointing apostles, they said, for anybody to be an apostle, he must have been with us from the baptism of John. And must have followed until the day Jesus was taken away. That was the criteria for appointing anybody into the apostleship of the Lamb. There was a criteria. Look at Acts chapter 6 verse 6. Acts of the apostles chapter 6 verse 6. Whom they may set before the apostles. And when they had prayed... They laid their hands on them. And elders, pastors, over a new church establishment, it takes carefulness in appointing them. Because what we want is not people who are looking for how to carry out their own agenda. We are not looking for people that have a hidden agenda and they are looking for an opportunity to carry it out using God's resources. Using God's people for a personal agenda. That is not what we want. We want people that are sold out to the plan and purpose of God and anywhere the plan and purpose of God is, they are willing to be there even if nobody recognizes them. Because it's not about us, it's about him. I don't have an agenda. There is nothing personal I'm looking for. I don't have an agenda. <laughs> I was talking with my friend the other day, you know that, that brother who came from Lagos. You know, we've known for over 35 years. And he came here and he said, hey, Dr. Damina, you know, people don't know that we didn't come to ministry for things. We just came out of raw passion. Because when we came into ministry, there were no things. There were no things. It was a time if you say you're a pastor, no parent want to give you their daughter to marry. Because pastors were known to be poor. Pastors were known to have bicycles and to just be wretched. And churches were known as, as church, mushroom churches. Mushroom churches. When they want to say poverty, they will say church rat. 
Those were the days when we came into ministry. So we didn't come with an agenda. We had no agenda. What agenda? Raw passion. Love for souls. Just want to see people saved. Want to see people not go to hell. Want to see people accept what Christ has done. That's all that brought us into the ministry. I was in ministry for years before preachers began to buy cars. Before preachers began to buy cars. It was after many years. Then we began to hear prosperity. We began to hear that God wants you to be rich. Then we began to hear that if you give God will multiply it. It was years. Then that shade of the gospel came. We saw it and we all followed it. And became empty in following it. So we dumped it. And said God there must be something better. It's not money that brought people like us. It's not clothes. It's not cars. After all, I didn't join ministry as an old man. I joined ministry as a young man. My brain was intact and sharp. Anything I could have read in the university and graduated to be anything anybody is. I could have been as successful as any business, either Dangote or Bill Gates. I could have been as successful as any of them. After all, how many heads do they have? How many legs do they have? But raw passion brought us to ministry. We don't have an agenda. So we don't want to appoint somebody under us who has an agenda. Because we don't have an agenda. Our agenda is God's mission. Our, mission, our agenda is the gospel. Our agenda is to see souls saved. Our agenda is to see Jesus glorified. Our agenda is to make sure that what Jesus died for is not wasted. That the people for whom Jesus died are brought face to face with Jesus. That's our agenda. That's our agenda. And that's the passion that is driving people like us. So if God is calling anybody to be part of us, the person must die to self. The person must be selfless. The person must know that, look, these people I'm following are people that have no personal agenda. And if you have one, then don't follow us. Because you'll be frustrated. You will be disappointed if you follow us because we have no agenda and we will not allow you that have an agenda to prosper with your agenda using our resources that are to drive God's agenda. Am I talking to somebody here? We have no agenda. <laughs> Jesus said, if you're going to follow me, you must deny yourself. You must deny self. Take up your cross and let's go. It's a call to a higher responsibility. Brother Paul said, I count all things as dung for the excellency of Jesus Christ, my Lord. I count all things as dung. That's why Brother Paul could confidently say, when we came among you, we desire to know nothing save Christ and him crucified. We have no personal agenda. Our personal agendas are dead. Our mission is Christ and the cause of Christ. I thought somebody would shout hallelujah. So Jesus spent time in appointing people. And that's why it's good to take time and pray seriously. And that is why if you're not given to prayer, you can't function in our ministry. You can't function as a leader among us. You can't function as a leader among us because it begins with prayer. Same as instructions. Prayer number one, instructions. Especially when you are in leadership. When you are called by God to serve together with us, you must give yourself to prayer. Scriptures predict men being used of the devil. You didn't hear that. Scriptures predict men that are being used of the devil. 
That is, men that are used of the devil are not a mystery to us. Because scriptures have already shown us the symptoms to look out for in men that are used by the devil. Including ministers and those whom God chose. Look at Acts chapter 1 verse 16. Acts chapter 1 verse number 16. <clears throat> men and brethren... This scripture must needs have been fulfilled which the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David spake before concerning Judas which was guide to them that took Jesus. Which was guide. Judas. He was guide. That means without Judas they couldn't have picked Jesus. Judas takes his place in this type of prophecy. Look at Acts chapter 1 verse 20. Acts chapter 1 verse 20. For it is written in the book of Psalms. Let his habitation be desolate. And let no man dwell therein. And his bishopric let another take. His bishopric let another take. Bishopric is this habitation. So how did he lose it? He led men to take Jesus. He betrayed Jesus. Matthew 26 verse 21, 24 and 25. Please pay attention. Matthew 26 verse 21. And as they did it, he said, Verily I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. 24 and 25. 24 and 25 of Matthew 26. The son of man goeth as it is written of him. But woe unto that man by whom the son of man is betrayed it had been good for that man if he had not been born next verse then judas which betrayed him answered and said master is it i he said unto him thou hast said thou hast said judas had warnings that will have made him repent he had warnings to make him escape that destruction. He had warnings upon warnings. But because his heart was not with Jesus, his heart was callous. His heart was insensitive. His heart was hardened. His conscience was dead. So even with the warnings, he couldn't make adjustment. He was hearing as if he was not hearing. Warnings were coming and falling off. What he must do, he must do. Betray means to hand over to opponents. Betray means to hand over to opponents. Judas didn't mind anymore. Luke 22 verse 3 to 6. Luke 22 verse 3 to 6. Then entered Satan into Judas, named so named Iscariot, being of the number of the twelve. Next verse. And he went his way and communed with the chief priests and captains how he might betray him unto them. And they were glad. They were glad and covenanted 
to give him money. Six, and he promised and sought opportunity. This was intentional, premeditated, deliberate in spite of the warnings. He sought opportunity to betray him unto them in the absence of the multitude. Money, affluence played a role here. Money and affluence played a role in this operation. He made Jesus' opponents happy. He made Jesus' opponents happy. Why? Because he didn't have any loyalty to Jesus. He was an independent-minded fellow. And such people are dangerous for the ministry. Independent-minded fellow. He was not loyal at all. And it was obvious. Because he always opposed whatever Jesus did. He refused to be pushed around by one young carpenter claiming and making wild claims. So he went to them, look at three things. Number one, they communed him and the opponents. Number two, they must have chatted and in today's world, they had phone calls. Judas is a bad associate bad associate Judas is a bad associate Matthew 26 16 Matthew 26 verse 16 and from that time he sought opportunity to betray him he sought opportunity to betray him he kept attending leaders meetings so he can hear what the plans are. He was coming to leaders meetings just to hear what is the plan, what are we doing, what is the strategy, what are we you know up, up to. He was attending he was attended. So Judas is not a stranger. Judas is an in-house member. Judas is even in the inner caucus. Judas is among the leaders. Judas is one of the pastors. A Judas is not an outsider. A Judas is not a stranger. A Judas is always in-house. And why are we teaching? The same warnings that they kept giving to Judas, we are giving it to us so that nobody will wear Judas' shoes. They were written for us to learn. Judas is a member of the family. In-house. He's not a stranger. He was at prayer meetings. He even came to our prayer cruise. Yes, he came to our prayer cruise to hear the kind of prayer points. To hear our prayer points. Judas. Are we teaching good? Yeah. 
Judas. Judas is not a stranger. Oh yes. His mission was to bring down the ministry someday. He acted like the devil. Do not stay one single day in any ministry if your heart is no more there. The moment you discover that your heart is no more in a ministry, don't stay one more single day because that one more single day you could be used as a Judas. Once your heart is not there, once you have lost focus, once you discover that your motives are ulterior, you have immoral intentions, leave. It's safer to leave. Because if you leave, perhaps it may be difficult for Satan to use you in that dimension. Because you no more have the privilege of access. You didn't hear that. You no more have what? The privilege of access. Because what leadership gives you is the privilege of access. Are you following? And you know, many people don't know how to handle the privilege of access. You know? Many people don't know how to handle it. You are from afar. You are watching Dr. Damina on TV. You feel like, oh my God, the day I just see Dr. Damina, even if from afar, let him just say, bless you, my life will be settled. From afar. You are admiring the move. You are admiring the teachings. You are admiring the anointing. You are admiring the ministry. And then suddenly God gives you the privilege of access. You come in and now you have access. You are no more admiring. You begin to play the card of familiarity. And familiarity begins to make you no more to value the things that are meant for your safety, security, and spiritual nourishment. Why? Because you don't know how to handle the privilege of access. There are some people, access is not good for them. It's better to deny them access. Let them stay far and be blessed than give them access to come close and deny themselves growth. The privilege of access. Some people can't handle that. Judas was one of them. He gave out confidential information. Look at John chapter 18 verse 1. John chapter 18 verse 1. When Jesus has spoken these words, he went forth with his disciples over the brook Cedron, where was a garden, into the which he entered and his disciples. Next verse. And Judas also. Did you observe? His disciples, they didn't mention their names. But Judas' name is mentioned as if he's not one of them. To his disciples... And Judas also, put it back for me, which betrayed him, knew the place. He knew the place. For Jesus oftentimes resorted thither with his disciples. So he took a Judas who knew the hideout. He took a Judas who knew where they always go to to pray and to retreat to fellowship and to refresh it took a judas an insider one who knows 
where the ministry's details and confidentialities are a place known to leaders only information he knew during pastors meetings information he knew during leaders conferences during leaders meetings why did he do it why did satan see judas as a door to enter into the camp this fellow judas had cast out demons because mark and john gave us details that judas went out with them and cast out demons he prayed for the sick and they were healed very key it is our best bet to know look at mark 14 verse 4 mark chapter 14 verse 4 and there were some that had indignation within themselves and said why was this waste of the ointment made next verse for it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and had been given to the poor and they murmured against her next verse and jesus said let her alone why trouble ye her she has wrought a good work on me jesus was getting such attention why will jesus be getting too much attention that was a memory why is everybody just giving jesus attention and what judas was saying is what about we me too shouldn't i have some of that attention judas judas why should jesus be the one getting all the attention it's rather shocking that they started getting uncomfortable with jesus receiving honor and not they they were uncomfortable that jesus was being honored they were his associates but with a bit of fame and some miracles they probably saw him as a bit more ordinary after all they too did some miracles they too had a little bit of opportunity to shine you know even though one time they were casting out demons the demons did not obey them but at least they, they were ones that obeyed them so they had some results so they felt like if jesus is getting some attention they too should get some attention if jesus is getting honor they too should get some honor when you start thinking like that you are digging a grave for yourself let a man not think more highly than he ought to but soberly as god has dealt to every man the measure of grace soberly let no man think more highly of himself that was the problem here probably they saw jesus's humanity you know i've told you before a man of god came to this church some years to preach and he said something that has stuck with me he said aaron and her we are called to carry the hand of moses up and as long was it the hand of moses or joshua moses as the hand of moses was up what happened joshua in the battle with the rest of israel won against their enemies okay so when Moses' sons got tired they were losing the battle so aaron and Hur came to lift Moses' sons up 
The man of God said, when you are given the privilege to lift the hand of a man of God, don't smell his armpit. You are not called to smell his armpit. You are called to lift up his hand. So stay on the hand and avoid the armpit. Because if you smell the armpit, you will drop the hand. It is the privilege of access. What did I call it? The privilege of access. They already started seeing the humanity part of Jesus. And so they felt like he's a human being like us. Why should he have more respect? Why should he have more honor than like? Wh why? Why? After all, he prays, we praise. He fasts, we fast. He ministers, we minister. Uh, wh wh why? Sh In fact, we even do more than him. Sometimes he's resting. We are the one running around. We are the ones doing everything. Why should he have more attention than us? Ah, ah, those thoughts, that is the devil. And Satan entered Judas. The day Satan entered Judas was the end of it. But before Satan entered, there were warnings. Judas, it is not healthy. Stop that. Judas, Judas, he will not listen. And because he didn't listen, he created an environment for Satan in his heart. So Satan entered. Once Satan entered, it was over. It was over. He took advantage of access. He did not value and honor the privilege that was given to him to be around Jesus. Peter had done the same earlier. Peter had acted. Even Peter could have been like Judas. But the only thing was that Peter was always repenting on time. Judas not once repented. Peter was like Judas. In fact, what Peter did was even more than what Judas did. Because Peter denied Jesus three times. He denied Jesus three times. But he was quick to repent. He was quick to make alignment. He was quick to apologize. He was quick to make adjustment. A contrite heart, a broken spirit. There was humility in Peter. Peter was not arrogant and proud. Peter was humble to always know that I may not know it all. And when he misbehaved, it was out of ignorance. That's why when he was corrected, he made the adjustment. Some people are not misbehaving out of ignorance. It is intentional because of a hidden agenda. That's the difference. Judas already had a hidden agenda. Am I talking to somebody here? Yeah, he already had a hidden agenda. Peter had rebuked Jesus. How many of you remember? Peter rebuked Jesus. When Jesus said, I will die, Peter said, stop that. Stop that. Can you be talking like that? Don't you have the Holy Ghost? Are you not a man of God? How dare you talk like that? Stop that. Let me not hear you say that again next time. Not while I am here. See Peter rebuking Jesus. Jesus said, get it behind me, Satan. You savour not the things that be of God. That is, you are speaking out of flesh. This is not spirit. Satan is influencing your mouth. You are speaking under an influence. This is not you, Peter, talking. And that spirit behind you, out! Peter already had such... But the, the difference was that Peter was always repentant. The same man whom you asked to depart from you, because Peter told Jesus, depart from me. I'm a sinful man. You remember? During the fishing? I'm a sinful man. Yet, he now has the audacity to rebuke Jesus. Listen carefully. Time either breeds dishonor 
or deepens it. Time. It either breeds dishonor or deepens it. Honor never is the same with time. Honor. No matter how many years, honor is honor. Honor never changes. But time makes dishonor to be more obvious. Time deepens dishonor. The more time grows, the more dishonor becomes dishonorable. If there's English like that. Mark gives us some details. Uh, you know, in Mark 14 verse 6. Look at Jesus' response. Mark 14 verse 6 to 9. And Jesus said, let her alone. Why trouble ye her? She had wrought a good work on me. For you have the poor with you always. And whensoever you will, you may do them good. But me, you have not always. She had done what she could. She is come aforehand to anoint my body to the burying. Verily I say unto you, Wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she had done shall be spoken of for a memorial of her. Are we not speaking it today? We are. Jesus looked at them and said to them, Shut up! This is an honor for me. They call it waste. There are people that see honor as a waste. How can you just be respecting a man of God like that? But they forget that the Bible says, They that labor over you, esteem them highly. Highly for their work's sake. Esteem them very highly. Jesus said to them, shut up. This is in honor of me. Judas loved money. Judas loved influence. Judas loved honor. He loved money. He loved influence. He loved honor. He decided to get more offensive. This is the only event before his betrayal. Observe. Mark chapter 14 verse 10. And Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went unto the chief priest to betray him unto them. Look at the last event before the betrayal. That woman breaking the bottle. That was the last event. And Judas said, what a waste. What a waste. What a waste. How can a woman take an expensive bottle of alabaster that could have been used to feed the poor? Oh. Wasting precious resources on Jesus when there are poor people that have not eaten. He called the honor of Jesus a waste. He's a profane man. Is a man of no value. He called it a waste. A waste. Why waste it on a man of God? Why waste it? Any act of honor to the man of God, he called it a waste. And men that stay in dishonor never arrive into the fullness of God for their lives. Dishonor is the greatest thing that can hinder you from fulfilling the purpose of God for your life. Teaching good? Teaching good? Who was Judas disgruntled with? And if you read the Bible, the Bible says, not because he cared for the poor. Not because he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. 
That's when the Bible wrote it. No, he wasn't crying, poor, poor, poor. Let, why waste? If, no, he said, not because he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. His intent, his motive was a hidden agenda. Glory to God. I say, glory to God. Are you still in the building? Who was Judas disgruntled with? Jesus or the woman or both of them? Both of them. He was angry both with Jesus and angry with the woman. Satan plays the long game. Satan can play a game using you for years. For years. As long as your motive is not clear. As long as your motive is not genuine. As long as the thing that is motivating you is not God. Satan is ready to prolong the game until everybody forgets that you are there. Until everybody receives you to be part of us. Until everybody draws you in to where you can hear our secret. Then Satan will strike. That's why the Bible says you examine yourself. There must be a constant examining of your heart. Examine your motives. Examine your intents. Why are you in ministry? Why do you want to be in ministry? Why do you want to preach? Why do you want to work with us? Why do you want to be a part of this ministry? Why do you want to serve under this ministry? You keep examining and cross-examining and re-examining your motives so that you don't slide into where you become an instrument for the devil to use. That's why we do Ted from time to time. Because Ted is a season of examination. Judas. Judas. Obviously, the others took Jesus, rebuked and repented about the stupidity of their mama. How can you even imagine that men are over-celebrating your pastor? How can you imagine it? It should be your joy that people are celebrating your pastor. The more they celebrate your pastor, you should be happy that people all over the world are celebrating what God is using your pastor to do. It should be your prayer. It should be your joy. And you should pray more to see more of it. You should pray more to see more of it. The more lives are changed. And you know, you can't stop people from celebrating a genuine man of God who changes their lives. You can't stop it. Except your life has not been changed before. I know what has happened in my life. I know men of God that God used to impact me. To open my eyes to the scriptures. I know such men. When I see such men, without even thinking, out of honor, I, 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 I want to bless them with everything I have. It's natural. People don't plan it. No, you don't plan honor. It flows naturally. Any honor you plan is fake. It flows naturally. Because you've been affected. That's what brother Paul said. If we have ministered to you spiritual, is it a sin if we reap of your canal? Because it's a spiritual law that once somebody is touching you spiritually, you want to bless him materially. You want to bless him financially because... At the end of the day, even your financial blessing is nothing to compare with the spiritual deposits. Nothing. Hey, I read books and I get blessed. And I look for the authors. I look for the authors of those books. I look for access to send them an offering and just thank them. 
Apart from that, I bought the book. Because how much you buy a book is not a reflection of the value of the book. No, it can be. It cannot be. It cannot be. At most, it's the cost of printing and maybe a little extra on it just, you know, for, for more to be done. I read books. I listen to some men of God teach. They teach and they bless me. My heart wells with joy. I come by discoveries that get me excited. Quickly, I, I reach out to them. I look for people that can reach them for me. I tell them, send me your account. I send them an offering unsolicited for. Because that is the natural response that goes out from a man that is touched to a man that God used to touch him. Are we together here? The woman broke alabaster box. Look at uh, the book of Luke. The Bible says certain women certain women ministered to Jesus of their substance. Some of them he cast out demons from them. Because that's a natural response. It's natural. So when you say a ministry is touching you and it has never moved you to minister to that ministry materially or financially or otherwise, that you are being touched needs to be re-examined. It may not be the right kind of touch. Because I have been touched. The word of God has, has ministered to me through ministries. And the natural thing that came to my heart is to bless those ministries. I, I know of ministries that have blessed me so much. I paid for them to be on television in different countries. I sponsor their TV broadcast. I pay for their radio broadcast. In fact, there's one particular minister, I don't want to call the name. For years in Nigeria, I was taking consignment of their magazines. I will clear it from the world with my money thousands of magazines and i will take it to post office we will put stamps enough stamps for the magazines to circulate nigeria we're talking about eight thousand magazines ten thousand magazines we clear them and then we sponsor their postage in nigeria that was our support for that ministry for what that ministry has done in my life ministries i have put on television single-handedly and paid for them to be on tv for years three years four years five years that's why today when people pay for me to be on radio i remember how i also paid for other people i truly understand that when ministries really touch you you want to you want to push those ministries so that more people can be touched by what those ministries are doing am i teaching good here yeah you want to be a blessing you want to respond you want to reach out you want to reach out to those ministries. You want to see those ministries reach the ends of the earth. So that the same way you were touched, millions can be touched. They must have seen the stupidity of their ways. They went to Jesus after murmuring with Judas. That's why you don't hang around bad influences. Because when you hang around people that are bad influences, you won't know when you become a co-conspirator. All of them joined Judas and all of them were saying, what a waste. What a waste. All of them gathered. They teamed up with Judas. And I'm sure after a while they went back and said, oh, we are sorry, Jesus. It was not a waste. We are very sorry. We didn't even know what came over us. That's why evil communication corrupt good manners. You don't hang around people that don't believe in a vision. You don't hang around people that don't believe in a ministry. You don't hang around a people that are not committed to a ministry, obviously. You don't hang around the people that are not passionate. You don't hang around people that always have one bad thing or one negative thing to say about a ministry. You don't keep such people around you because rebellion, rebellion is more contagious than coronavirus. Rebellion. It doesn't start as rebellion. It starts with being disgruntled. Then it graduates to finding fault. Then it graduates to being dis dissatisfied. 
before it becomes full-blown rebellion. And of course, when you start getting dissatisfied, you will start seeing everything as a waste. Everything as a waste. Is the word of God not free? Why is the man of God asking for offering? Is the word of God not free? Why is the man of God asking for people to support? Is the word of God not free? You hear people begin to say things like that. Is the word of God not free? Why did he ask for offering after teaching? Some satanic spirits are hanging around. And if you allow such people to become your friends, you allow yourself to hang around such people, they will influence you. Before you know it, you too will be saying what is not originally coming from you. And when the people leave you, then you realize that, oh, I didn't behave well. They are a bad influence. They are a bad influence. They can come into your inbox on, on social media. They may follow you to your inbox. And when such people come, the way you cast out demons is the way you cast them out. Jesus said to Judas, I mean to Peter, get thee behind me who? Satan. He didn't say Peter. He said, for this hour, you are Satan. Get behind me. For this hour, you are Satan. And what do you do to Satan? Cast him out. They come into your inbox, cast them out. They call you on phone, cast them out. Why? They serve or not the things that be of God. Jekotaba. Jekotaba. I say Jekotaba. Don't be nice with people that have a, a hidden agenda. Don't be nice with people that have an ulterior motive. Don't be nice with people that have no regard for what you value. Don't smile with people that disdain what you respect. Don't laugh with people who look down and cast aspersions on what you truly value that has affected your life. Don't treat them with kids' clothes. You must take a decisive stand. Glory to God. Judas was the ringleader. Look at John chapter 12 verse 4 to 6. John 12 4 to 6 as I begin to round up. Glory to God. Then saith one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him. Next verse. Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bore what was put therein. It was not because when you hear people that always talk about the poor, the poor, whenever we say let's give for the work of God, they say the poor, the poor. They don't care for, they are thieves. They don't care for the poor. There is no giving that will end poverty. There's no amount of welfare that will end poverty. So what must be done has to be done, irrespective of the poor. I'm not saying you shouldn't help the poor. But you don't stop doing the work of ministry and the work of God because of poor people. You can never end poverty. You can never. Go to me anywhere. You can Poverty is part of life. Among Jewish people in Israel, there are poor people. Somebody leaves Nigeria to America. There are white people that are begging. In America, I have had occasions where I gave food to white white people the, the, the white americans i gave them money for lunch i gave them to help them because they are poor because poverty will always be with man what are you talking about what are you talking about 
So you don't stop ministry because of poor people. You don't stop the work of evangelism and soul winning because that's the mandate. The mandate is not poor people. The mandate is the preaching of the gospel. Because even if I give you food, you eat now. If you die without Christ, you go to hell. But even if you don't eat food and you have Christ, heaven is guaranteed. If I'm teaching, say I hear you. Not because he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. A thief. He was a thief. Obviously, he convinced the others. Watch conversations. Watch chats that promote murmuring in leadership. Stay away from it. Somebody chats you and say, bro, how did you see today's service? Tell him, very blessed. Very blessed. And then he says, no, did you, didn't you tell him out in the name of Jesus? Get it behind me, Satan. We don't discourse to disdain the ministry that is blessing us. If you observe any error, fix it. And if you cannot fix it, shut up and pray. If you can't fix it, shut up. There is no church where human beings gather that there are no issues, including Jesus' church. And if you find a church that is perfect, the day you join it, it becomes imperfect. You didn't hear that. The day you join that church, it becomes imperfect. There's no church. There's no church where people don't talk. I've not found one. There's no church where people don't step on people's toes. I've not found one. If you find one, the day you join it, it's no more perfect. What I simply mean is that a church is made up of imperfect people who are being perfected. Am I teaching good here? I say, I'm going to leave that church. People talk too much. Is there any church where people don't talk too much? The reason why you don't know that they don't talk too much is because they have not yet accepted you inside. When they finally accept you, you will see the talk. It's part of human beings, except people don't have mouth. Mouth is for talking. But as people grow and mature in the knowledge of Christ, the talking begins to diminish because then people get more active with more serious things. They get committed to evangelism. They get committed to prayer. They get committed to discipleship. And when a man starts getting responsible in the work of ministry, he doesn't have time for talking again. Spiritual growth. And that's why we keep feeding you the word. So you can grow. Glory to God. I say glory to God. I say glory to God. They could speak in nice terms as though they care about the gospel. It's a lie. It's an offense. The flesh. Judas started seeing Jesus was getting all the attention, all the honor, all the prominence, all the accolades, and even money. You know, it's tempting. Like Aaron and Miriam referred to Moses. Are you the only one that God talks to? Numbers 12.3. Who does he think he is? Talking about Moses. The Lord has spoken to us, not just to him. This same thing happened to Judas. Take the counsel of David. Take David's counsel. Psalm 84 verse 10 as a roundup. Psalm 84 verse 10. I would rather be an abject. I would rather be an abject in the house of God. Than dwell in the tent of sinners. King James says, For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God 
than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. Such associates don't end well. People like Judas, people like Aaron, people like Absalom, they don't end well. Judas didn't. Don't be a Judas. Don't murmur. And don't lead others to murmur. Be faithful. Be loyal. Walk in honor. Don't envy your pastor or seek his honor. And don't yield to Satan. Refuse to give yourself to be used by the devil. You are God's able minister of the New Testament. Don't ever forget that. Not of the later that kill it, but of the spirit that give it life. Brother Paul says we preach this word every day. Warning every man that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. You will not fail. Stand on your feet. That's all we've got. Praise you, Father. Glory to God. Bless the night. Father, we pray for everybody in the service, online, on radio, television, that these realities resonate to help us to stay focused, to keep our eyes on the ball, to keep our eyes on the target, to keep running this race with patience that is set before us. Father, in the name of Jesus, I decree that every minister, every minister in this ministry, every coordinator, every campus pastor, all our associate pastors, everyone that God has called to be part of this mission and vision. Father, we are united in purpose. We are united in doctrine. We are united in focus in the name of Jesus. And together, we shall see the ends of the world taken over by the preaching of this gospel. We give you praise for the blessing upon this house. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says that amen on a note of finality. I'll be joining Mr. Michael Bush in the next one or two minutes, you know, so we can do ask the counselor. You don't want to go off on TV or radio or online. It's going to be exciting like it's always been. But I want to take up your offerings every time we hear the word in this ministry. We honor God's word with our givings. And I want to thank partners and friends who continually give to this ministry. Your gifts always make it easy for us to get this gospel to the ends of the earth. And you must remember that God is not unfaithful and unrighteous to forget your labor of love. There is a reward for everything you do in honor of Christ and for the advancement of his kingdom. Thank you for always partnering and supporting this vision. I want to take up the offerings. Banking details are on the screen, both on television and on social media. Radio audience, Mr. Michael Bush will read the banking details for you. Lift up your offerings. Father, we give in faith. We give with joy. Thank you for the privilege of giving to advance the cause of Christ on the earth. I decree that our offerings are a sweet smell before you today. And I declare for everyone giving, your needs are met according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father, for answer prayer. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says a powerful amen. amen. Glory to God. If you're blessed, I shall glory. Amen. amen. I'll be joining Mr. Michael Bush in the next one minute or so. You don't want to go away. And until I see you in the other studio, remember we still have a session tomorrow. And then Sunday will be the end of third season five. Oh, guys, it's, it's been an exciting time. I tell you, very refreshing time in God's world. All right, till I see you in the other studio. Enjoy the rest of this minute. Let's celebrate viewers around the world for being a part of this service tonight. Glory! Amen! Amen. Woo! You have been blessed by this message. For these 
all the messages and books by Dr. Abel Damina. Please call plus 234-806-800-9939 or email powercityoffice at gmail.com. The Spirit of God spoke to me that this year, the alignment will get more sharper. It will get more sharper and the difference between darkness and light will get more clearer. This year, it's going to happen. False prophets and false preachers will be exposed. Charlatans will be disgraced them all because the light of God's word is going to grow and discernment will be very sharp. Deception will increase for those that will be deceived. Those that will be deceived will be deceived to silliness. Those that have chosen the path of darkness, darkness will consume them. That is, they'll be so full of darkness that they will not find their way. And those that have chosen the path of light will walk in greater illumination. There will be so much light. So there will be such clarity between darkness and light. It's not going to be like it is now where we don't know which is which because all of us look alike. All of us sound alike. False prophets are using Jesus. We too are using Jesus. Charlatans are using tongues. We too, we are using tongues. No, no, no. There will be a sharp divide. Kabatona. The body of Christ will emerge out of the rubbles. Out of the rubbles, there shall be an emergence of the structure. There will be an emergence of the shape. The church of Jesus will start taking shape. It will start taking shape and it will become very clear to the world that this is the church of Jesus. I speak to you the mind of God Almighty. It shall no more be business as usual. It shall no more be a combination of all of us. No, no, saith God, my body will rise and emerge out of the rubbles. And saith God, an exceeding great army is rising from among the rubbles. And it shall be clear, it shall be obvious, and they shall know, they shall know. Everyone will know the difference between darkness and light. The days are over when those who don't know the difference call the darkness light. And Thanks for staying tuned to the program. In Uyo, Nigeria, where we are reaching you from, it's some 27.5 small minutes since it clocked um, 7. So we just have a little over 30 minutes to take it to the end. Bank details, the count name is Power City International. There are three banks. There's FCMB 2982, 
2928-2928 for FCMB. Zenith, the same account name. Power City International, 10-12-36-59-12. 10-12-36-59-12. Power City International is the same account name even for UBA. 139-26-465. Announcement number one. Announcement number two. Calls. I guess tonight, um, on this edition of the program, we're going to give you about um, 10, 15 minutes just to call in. That window would open in the next five minutes. The number, especially for the radio audience, to dial is plus 234 if you're doing that from outside. But if you are inside um, Nigeria, it's 0806 To send an email, just ask the counselor now at gmail.com or an SMS. It's plus two three four seven zero three six nine one eight six four two. Finally, for sponsorship, you want to be a sponsor, you want to be a partner, you want to support us. What you just need to do is call plus two three four eight zero three two seven five six one zero four, or shoot an email or two to Doctor Abel Damina at uh, yahoo.com. Doctor Day is GR. Okay, my name is Michael Bush. My producer is Pastor IJ Query, complete with the production team. They all join me, and they are doing a wonderful job. It looks like um, this edition, we have a sizable audience. Can you just put your hands together for yourselves? Very nice. Very nice to have you. Very nice to have you. And now, the set man, prolific writer, beautiful international televangelist, and radio, you know, I was going to say radio broadcaster, but it's a radio minister. <laughs> and I'm super excited to have Global Barber, Dr. Abel Damina. Benzo Continental, Mr. Bush. You are the broadcaster. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what I am. Yes. That's what I am. Global Barber, so, so you nice are. to see you. Global Barber, we just set the stage, um, do what we always do at this point of the program. It's half past the hour, by the way, in Uyo, Nigeria. Prayers. Father, we rejoice that tonight we have access into the things that God has made available to us in Christ. So we thank you that prayers are already answered, guaranteed for us. Because we ask right now in faith. We are not doubting at all. And we rejoice that the blessing is upon our land. Thank you for Kwaibom State. Thank you for the governor, the executive council. Thank you for all of the public and, 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 and civil servants in the state, businessmen, women, professionals, students, children. Lord, we rejoice that this state is enjoying your goodness and your peace. Amen. And we pray that this state continues to enjoy your peace, enabling environment for the gospel to thrive, that all over this land, the gospel of Christ feels everywhere. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Amen. we pray for our world that ministers of the gospel are raised globally, who will preach the truth of the gospel around the world. Souls are saved. Disciples continue to multiply. Believers are being joined on daily basis to the church. And we thank you that the church of Jesus is marching on. We give you praise. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 Praise God. Okay. Obaba, we spent the night in Abuja, Nigeria. So we start there from. Global Baba, please, I need urgent counseling. The issue is my husband. I don't really know what the sister is using to control him. That whatever she says, my husband will follow. And it has even got to the point that he brought the kids and me to live with her here in Abuja. Please, Global Baba, I really want my husband to be delivered from this evil woman. What do I need to do? Charity. Well, Charity, the first thing you want to do is find out what the woman is doing that you are not doing. That's the first thing you want to do. 
find out what is the woman doing as a sister yeah what the is the sister husband yes what is the sister doing that you are not doing that's where you start from then secondly you need to spend more time in prayer than talking don't nag him don't fight him against his brother because of the blood tie between them against the sister um, against, against the sister because if you wanted to take a stand you should have taken the stand before you got married if you were observant before you got married you will have observed that there was a a and you know a, a a tie between him and his sister long ago and you will have nipped it in the board but since you didn't do that now you're married and that bond is growing between him and his sister what you need to do now is don't fight him don't get physical you know be patient and just pray be patient and just pray especially if you can pray in the spirit and then find out what the sister is doing that you're not doing and trust God for wisdom. Just trust God for wisdom. And as you give yourself to prayer and trust God for wisdom, eventually you will get over that situation. Okay, so we stay on in Abuja. It says, my name is Gabriel Peter. I write from Abuja, Nigeria. Greetings. Continental, Mr. Michael Bush. I use this opportunity to appreciate this rightly divided true word of God which is revelation in Christ Jesus that God has committed into your hands, especially in the body of Christ and the entire world. I personally thank you, Global Baba. I thank God to have you in our days. I encountered your message 60 months ago on Facebook, and since then, my life has been transformed. Now I have your audio messages. I've downloaded over 50 of them. I'm always online connected to service, writing notes with my family because I desire to teach others when I'm fully equipped. And I even created a group on my Facebook page entitled The True Word of God that I tag people to watch. I'm convinced that I'm saved. My question, though, is I stay in Abuja, Bwari Area Council. Is there any campus of PCI, that's Power City International, in Abuja that I can worship with my family? Thank you and God bless you, sir. Oh, yes, I'm sure there is. What I will do is we will connect you with Pastor Matthew in Abuja. Pastor Matthew will get in touch with you and get the brethren around that area to identify with you. But we're glad to hear from you, and we encourage you to keep following. I'm sure you're going to be one of those persons that will coordinate our campus, one of our campuses, not long from now, as you keep following. Okay, so Global Baba, this one is a prayer request. I just take it and then keep it when the time comes for prayers. So take it, says, greetings, Global Baba. I've been following you on Facebook, and I've got to learn so much more from you about this newfound faith. I pray for more strength and grace to continue what you've started. Amen. So I want you to pray for me on an, an, an admission. Okay, he needs admission. He or she needs admission into the university. So I have uh, many other questions to ask, but the admission is my greatest worry. God bless you, sir. So we'll take that yes. at the end of yes. the program. From Abuja to Adamawa State, Yola, here we come. I appreciate Global Baba and Mr. Bush. I want to thank God for Global Baba making the word of God so sweet by revealing the many benefits of salvation that give rest in the heart of a believer. Looking forward to having a campus in Yola, Love, Nature, from Yola, Adamawa State, Global Baba. Oh, thank you for reaching out, and we trust God that we'll have a campus in Yola not long from now. Still, another one from Adamawa State still says, I greet you, Global Baba. I'm from Adamawa State, Mayor, local government area. I need your assistance, Daddy. I want to be under your mentorship. We need you seriously in the north, looking at the nature of our, our Christian life out here. I ask for a favor, if God will lay it in your heart, to give attention to the people in the north, especially my own community. I'll be very, very happy. Well, we have it in prayer, and we walk around. We walk with people who are locally around. If we find such a people to walk with, we'll be glad to, like we do with other communities in northern Nigeria. 
to bring the gospel to train ministers and to equip believers okay so this one's still anonymous i take it that it comes from that part of um northern nigeria small of amedugri says global baba hello i'm writing to inform you that my cousin's husband was taken by boko haram in medugri since february the news was disclosed to me just yesterday play along with us global baba the entire family is trusting god that he will come back healthy amen we we'll stand do that in faith and, and we'll yes, do that at the end of the, the end of the program okay so from the northern part of nigeria okay we'll come to the central there's still north um Benue is next daddy Calvary greetings and a very warm, happy, okay, this was sent a long, long time ago. So said, my name is Peter Ojenugwa, Peter Inelo. I work with Zenit Bank, um, Wurukom Branch, Makudi, in Benue State, leaves his number. So in the secret time of communicating with God, remember me in your prayers. I owe debts. I don't know how they came about. They keep accumulating over 2 million naira now. Please, uh, this has made me live the kind of life that I don't want because I have to meet up the demands of interest. I want to get debt out of my life, Lord Baba. What should I do, please? Well, if you want to be free from debt, you need to talk to a financial expert. And that, number two, you need to check your priorities. Check your priorities. Check the things you're spending money on. Number three, you may have to downsize your, 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 your way of life. You have to change your lifestyle. There are some things you're spending money on that are not essential, that are not important. So all those adjustments have to be made so you can be free from owing. Okay, producer, the 15 minutes we promised uh, for calls on this edition of the program starts now. And even as I leave northern Nigeria and head to the southwestern part, Ogun State, here we come. Okay, the first caller? Okay. Ogun State, my name is Peace Global Baba. I'm 21 years and I come from Ogun State, Nigeria, right from when I was eight years old, or probably on or after when I was eight years old, I got exposed to different kinds of immoralities, Global Baba. The act of playing mom and dad, there were no strings of sex attached. After I got um, into lesbianism, when I was 13, and I do have urges, but no one to have the sex with me. I mean, a lesbian met from there, it grew into sex chat, pornography, masturbation. I struggled with it for years. I confessed this to several people, thinking I would get over, but it only got um, worse. Then I was, uh, even, there was even a time in 2018, I felt I should share how I got over everything in a teenage pregnancy, but instead it grew, it grew worse. And my spiritual life is running down. I can no longer pray. I can no longer read the word. I can no longer um, um, write anything. I would say dreaming is always part of lifestyle. I dream every day. Formerly, I seldom see things that are prophetic, while some immediately I wake up, I forget them. At times, I have sex and masturbate in my dreams. And then continues. And then anytime I close my eyes, I see so much that... Uh, are not always clear then any guy who comes on you know to me the only one to go under my skirt and also have romance though i have never had sex but several times romance is not that dressed to expose my body in fact it's not that that i dress to expose my body in fact i grew up with my parents who believe in uh, religious dressing and anytime i'm under them that's how i dress i'm um, mr anytime i sing I'm mostly home during a morning devotion. I feel this massive hotness in my palm, and I'm in a prayer meeting. I feel a ball rolling in my two palms and heat in my ear. Help me, so I'm losing myself. I feel guilty. I feel pain. I feel bitter when this addiction repeats itself. And I still go to church and hold the mic to lead worship. I'm fed up of these addictions. I can't help it. Looking forward to your reply, sir. Well, your freedom from addiction, two things you need to do. Number one, stop struggling and looking for how to stop it. Focus on Christ. 
Put your eyes on Christ. Get a lot of our teachings. Get a lot of it. And I, I, I want you to take those teachings like you take medication. In the morning, one, two hours, listen to teaching. Afternoon, one, two hours, listen to teaching. Evening, one, two hours, listen to teaching. At midnight, one, two hours, listen to teaching. Be addicted to teachings. As you begin to see Christ revealed through our teaching, suddenly your appetite will change. All those addictions will no more be attractive. Then secondly, you need to look for somebody that will hold you accountable. Somebody you will tell, look, I'm struggling with this from now. When the urge comes, I will call you. When the urge comes, I will talk to you. All right, somebody matured, somebody who knows Christ, somebody you know you can trust with your life. So the person is holding you accountable and you too are giving yourself to the study of God's word because God's word will cleanse you. God's word will wash you. The psalmist said, where without shall a young man cleanse his ways? By taking heed thereon to according to thy word. Then he said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. The book of Romans says, renewing your mind. So to do that is to give yourself to the teaching of God's word. And there are a lot of our teachings on YouTube for free. And you can order for a lot more from our office. Things like overcoming sin consciousness. You know, all of those kind of teachings, the revelation of Jesus, they will help you refocus your life on Christ. And don't struggle not to just stay with Christ. The appetite will change. Okay, so Global Baba is still in the southern part of Nigeria. So we get from the western or the western part of the southern part, we get into the eastern part of that southern part. So, uh, Global Baba, greetings from our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm Apostle Okoro A. Festus. I write from Oka and Nambra State. I seize the opportunity to thank you, Global Baba, for the good work you do in revealing the truth of the gospel of Christ. Please, sir. I want to know if water baptism is still of any relevance in present-day church. Thank you. Well, the relevance of water baptism is just relevant to the point that it is a swimming exercise. Water baptism has no spiritual relevance because it was a symbol, it was a shadow pointing to what Christ will do upon his resurrection, which is the baptism of the Spirit. That's why John the Baptist himself said, I indeed baptize with water, but the mightier than I, when he comes, he will not use water. He will baptize with the Holy Ghost. Today, Jesus is, is our Lord and our Savior, and he baptizes us with his spirit. Okay, so from the western part of the southern part of Nigeria, we went to the eastern part of the southern part. So from the eastern part of the southern part, we now go to the south-southern part, deep south, Edo State. Hello, Global Baba. I've been following your teachings for quite some time now, and I confess you and they have been a tremendous blessing. I write primarily for guidance and prayers. I served in a certain church in Auchi, Edo State, for 10 years. Global Baba I had to resign as a pastor because I realized my life was going down spiritually, physically, financially, etc. When I resigned, Global Baba, the apostle said to me in a coded language that I will not make it in life like others. And as a matter of fact, that in the next few years, I'll be frustrated and run back to him. I summoned courage, Global Baba, to live by the help of your teachings because nobody lives there and not have a great deal of issues. People are dying and many church members are literally getting mad all of a sudden. I ran out of there because I was convinced that my eternal salvation was not in view. Sir, I need your advice and guidance and prayers, sir. I've been through so much from the day I converted from Islam. My name is Prosper. Well, Prosper, first thing to tell you is that uh... You know, you've done the right thing living, but it's not enough to live. The reason why the general overseer or the pastor used to say things and it happens negatively on people 
The Bible says, how be it there is not in every man this knowledge. It's because they don't know better. They only know what he has taught them. And we are not even sure of what he has taught them. And so when you are ignorant, what you don't know is bigger than you. That's why when he curses them, those things come to pass. But in your case, because you are following our teachings, my advice will be to give yourself more to our teachings. Give yourself more to our teachings. And of course, you will need also to have somebody physically that will counsel with you. So my advice, send us a mail with your phone number. We'll have somebody from our ministry follow you up, disciple you, spend time with you, and help you until you're able to stand your ground and fulfill God's purpose for your life. Okay, let's, let's stay on the south-southern part of Nigeria. After all, that's where we are. Um, even as we, from Edo, we go to Rivers, first door, our first call. Hello. Hello, sir. Many thanks for joining us. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Oyota. Your name? Yes, sir. Uh, I want to ask Papa a question, sir. What, what is your name? My name is Godwin. Godwin, go ahead. Okay, sir. Good evening, Papa. Evening. Bless you. Yes, sir. Papa, please, I want to ask you a question concerning a church I am attending here in Edo. Okay. I want to know if it is a good decision I want to make because it's, I'm troubled in my heart. Okay. I came into a five home twenty nineteen where I was looking for a church where to worship. So uh, on my way going to church one Sunday, I just burst into this church and I decided to worship with them after their first time on. Okay. So this year just uh, okay, last year September made me one year. Okay. And now they gave me this president this January, which to me I feel it is not Though I welcome it, I thank them, but I told them that me, I'm not comfortable with it because I barely know the truth of church because I told to attend church when I was in Lagos. Okay. So, and now the thing is giving me a problem. The pastor said I should leave it, but I will, with time, I will master it. But the youth there, they are not like happy because I don't know the things of what to do. Like, I, I barely, I can barely pray. With Mike in the church, I can barely stand um, in the front of people. I have this stage for it is a burden to me. I'm finding it difficult. I have problem with them here and there. So I don't know if to quit the church is is good or I should continue. And since I started listening to your preaching from 30 days of glory, my mind is no longer there somehow. Okay, well, well, I think this is the truth now. Uh, I think you're hearing this yes, is the sir. truth, right? Yeah, yeah, this, is, this is what is the problem. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> what you will do is, first of all, it is wrong for any church to put you in leadership when you don't even know anything. The Bible says a leader in the church must not be a novice. So already it shows that they don't even know what they're doing there because if they know what they're doing, they can't be giving you who don't even know anything leadership in that church. So the first thing you need is to be discipled. Somebody has to disciple you. So my advice is this, pray about it, and uh, just do what you need to do. Okay, so Global Baba, let's head back, and still um, time enough for some more calls. We're in River State right now. My name is Donald Inyang. I'm from Oruan. I'm local government head of Apaibum State, but I'm based in Potakot, River State. I'm a real estate consultant, property agent, and I always experience difficulty and failure in my transactions, especially big transactions, even when I have the right clients and buyers. 
now have lines of good transactions and I need God's grace and divine intervention for fruitful and um, favorable conclusions. So we just need prayers to so take that as we progress. So to you now, and I have two anonymous interested, they say, Dear Global Baba, thank you very much for the sound teaching. I can't wait for 6 p.m. to be by my TV or my radio. May God continue to strengthen you for our generation. My wife and I worship in different churches. I am an ordained pastor, though before marriage I agreed to join her, wishing she would change her mind. But, sir, she wants me back in our former church. Daddy, please help us with wise counsel. Thank you. Wise counsel is two of you must have to agree on where to go to church. Moreover, it's a bad thing for two of you to be in two different churches because two can work together except they be agreed. And as a family, doctrine is everything. If, if, if you have doctrinal difference in your marriage, it can break the marriage. So my advice, two of you sit down and ask yourself, what is important to us? Is it to just be in a church for the purpose of being in a church or to be in a church for ceremonial purposes or we want to be in church so we can know Christ and serve Christ? If that is your, if whatever it's your purpose for being in church, if you guys are able to have a, a common purpose for wanting to be in a church, that will instruct as to which kind of church to attend. And that will guide you in knowing where you and your wife ought to go to, you know, to go and, um, and worship. Okay, so Global Papa from Wiyo, Kwaibum State, where we are, we're flying straight to Lagos. Still in Nigeria, Lagos used to be the political capital um, of Nigeria. Now, right now, it's just the commercial capital. It says, hello, from Lagos here. I listened to your message on tithes, which is the truth. I also preached the same thing by God's grace. But when I heard your message recently on Holy Communion, Global Baba, I looked somehow. Though I don't call it Holy Communion, but breaking of bread according to 1 Corinthians 11 from verses 23 to the end and Acts 7, 20. The Bible revealed that it should be done till Christ comes. So, Global Baba, what do you say about those two passages of the Bible? That is 1 Corinthians 11, 23 to the end and Acts 7, 20. Well, I think you're suffering from uh, selective hearing. Because if you really follow the teaching, you have a problem. Already you have a problem with grammar there. Because what you call the Holy Communion is not breaking of bread. And what you call breaking of bread is not Holy Communion. So you have already an issue with grammar there. Because what you call Holy Communion in the Bible is supposed to be Passover. And what you call breaking of bread is supposed to be love feast. So you need to, my advice, get the whole teaching on communion. The whole teaching. Um, I have a book on the communion table. I will recommend you order for that book. Sit down, read the whole book. It will bring out the clarity of all those concepts and give you a clearer understanding so you know exactly what to do. Okay, so Global Baba from um, Lagos, Nigeria. We're flying out of the continent. We're heading straight to, wait for it, Global Baba, Southern China. Wow. Dear Global Baba, request for discipleship manual. Calvary greetings in the name of Jesus Christ, the righteous. By the grace of God, I've been in southern China for nearly eight years now, studying and working as an obedient servant of Christ by his grace to answer the glorious call to ministry. I systematically engage on person-to-person -person evangelism. Therefore, I'm in dire need of discipleship electronic manual sent to me via email. As you all know already, churches don't exist here in China publicly. But by the grace of God, your systematic teachings have empowered me in knowledge. You've built ministry in me. 
I never changed my YouTube channel from ADMI, that is Abel Damina Ministries International. I follow every live broadcast you do, and I keep downloading every series of your messages. I'm sound in doctrine, Global Baba, in doctrine of Christ, and every question of mine is answered by just following you on YouTube. I bless you, Global Baba, in Christ. Amen. Southern. Somebody writing all the way from Southern wow. China. Wow. And for obvious reasons, it doesn't include his name. Well, yeah. again, what we'll do is I'll get Pastor Matthew in Abuja to interface with him and send you the discipleship manual sure. and all the other things that you require to be effective in ministry. Sure. Okay. Our next caller. Hello. Are you there? Okay. So, uh, back from Asia, we fly back to the continent of Africa, where we are, and that's Cameroon. Kelvin from Cameroon. Robert, I'd like to thank you for the wisdom in God's word on, that you unleash every day. In Second Peter 2.20, who was he referring to? If these were sinners, is it possible for a sinner to have epignosis, considering that was the word he used there for knowledge? What did Paul mean by that day shall not come unless there be a falling away first? Was he talking about apostasy? What are the consequences of apostasy, Global Baba? I remember having listened to a Soteria episode where you mentioned one of the churches John talked about in the book of Revelation as those who had resorted to apostasy. What becomes of them? Also, 1 Timothy 4.1. Now, the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Is departing from the faith, losing your salvation. And finally, Mark 13, 13, And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Please, kindly throw more light, Global Baba, on these and more. And I appreciate the answer in email so I could read and read again. Many thanks. Well, Mark 13 is talking about persecution. He that endures to the end means he that endures persecution. To the end shall be saved, means shall be delivered from persecution. Now, apostasy is the scriptures you quoted in the epistles where Brother Paul was warning against, you know, apostasy, folly. Departing from the faith is not losing salvation. It's leaving the doctrine of Christ and going back to legalism and works. So what happens to people getting into legalism and works? They are not able to enjoy the, the, the salvation that they have in Christ. They are not able to live in victory. They are not able to do ministry effectively. And they are not able to bring the clarity of Christ. So what happens is, they are not able to do ministry effectively and it will affect their reward when we get before Jesus. That's what happens to them. Those churches in Revelation, because of apostasy, God told them he was going to take away their candle light. All right? So, and those churches are no more in existence today because they compromised the message and they went into apostasy. Let me tell you the truth. The danger of preaching another gospel is that ministry never has a legacy. It won't be long. That ministry will be forgotten. Ministries that have legacies that last are ministries that stay with the truth of the gospel of Christ. Just in time, Global Baba, for our last caller to be on the air. Hello. Hello. Many thanks for joining us. Anywhere you're calling yes. from. Please pray for me. Or... I am coming from Spain. Yes, Spain. Okay, where's Spain? What's your name? England. I cannot move. Yes, you're calling from where? And I talked up from long talk, talk, since 1940 something, I was COVID. I'm still COVID. Okay. All right. We could barely hear, but we'll yes. pray that when we close. We'll pray for you. Just stay with us. We'll pray for you. 
Okay, so from Cameroon to Kenya, even as we prepare to wrap up this edition of the program, hello, Global Baba, I'm Rose um, Jeptu Terra from Eldoret in Kenya. I am re requesting prayers for financial breakthrough. Man of God, I'm going through so much financial constraints, poverty, lack, rejection, and spirit of indebtedness. I've been following your teachings and our faith. The power of God is at work in all the circumstances in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Rose. All right. We'll pray for you, Absolutely. Rose, before we go. We pray. I'm just trying to see, can we leave um, Kenya? Can we leave Kenya? Okay, global. But I think we should spend the night in Kenya. It's a fantastic place to stay. And um, we come back and do that. No, Baba, I think we just go to prayers. Father, we, pray. we pray for the brother who is having a waist pain right now. We rebuke the pain from your waist. We command your waist be healed. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Receive your healing right now. Amen. And we pray for others who are sick right now. We rebuke your spirit of infirmity out. Bodies be healed and quickened. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We pray for those struggling financially, those who, who require financial intervention, miracles in their finances, on their jobs. We ask that circumstances and situations are rearranged to favor them. Amen. And we call for a miracle in their finances, on their jobs, Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Those seeking admission, those seeking employment, we release the favor of God on your behalf. We release your jobs and your admissions in the name of Jesus. Haram, and Father, captivity. we pray for those in Boko Haram captivity. We break the hold of the enemy. Amen. We break, we command confusion in the camp of the enemy and we declare those people released supernaturally Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we praise you for answered prayer. Amen. And we receive miracles and testimonies for your people. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Global Baba, that is the size of our show on this edition. Tomorrow we're back in style to continue treating you real good. My name is Michael Bush. I'm the anchor. My producer is Pastor I.J. Query, complete with the production team. They all join me with Dr. Gabriel and his dear wife and the rest of the team here to usher in. Global Baba. The Intercontinental, Mr. Bush. What a day it's been. Fantastic. Now, tomorrow we will have more time on Ask the Council. Absolutely. Tomorrow, Saturday. Oh. I think I'll just be preaching for about 30 minutes. So we may have asked the counselor for an hour, 30 minutes tomorrow. So you don't Bro, want to miss. Bro, Baba, how is it that even the producer doesn't believe that it will be for 30 minutes? Well, <laughs> well I, I think he does. I okay, he believes. Does. Yeah. He believes. We I, all believe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's you that... <laughs> Now, tomorrow, I'm okay. going to teach for just 30 minutes, ah, and we go and ask the council. Amen. You don't want to miss what we're going to be doing tomorrow. You want to be here with us tomorrow evening. But remember, we're live tonight on yes. Inspiration 9 to 10, Heritage 10 to 12, tomorrow morning, 545, XLFM 11 to, to 1, Radio Aquibom 1 to 3, XLFM 3 to 5, you know your FM, and 6 p.m. tomorrow, like the Intercontinental used to say, we'll be back here in grand style. We love you guys. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to serve you the grace of God. Until we see all of you tomorrow, enjoy the rest of your day and be blessed. Goodbye from Uyo, Nigeria. Amen.